Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning everyone out there in Real Presence Radio Land. Welcome to today's installment of Real Presence Live. And uh, you, your hosts today are myself, Jack Canelli, and my beautiful wife, Doreen, is not able to be with us I today. you were going to call me your beautiful wife, Doreen. No, I was no. Like, There's no way. I was going to say I'm that not we have. Nearly as good looking. In, in place of my beautiful <laughs> wife is the reasonably good looking for a guy. <laughs> The voice of Lumen Vision, Dr. Ryan Sappo, and we're happy to have him, and uh, this is like your second or third time hosting. Yeah, this will be a lot of fun, Jack. Always with you. It's always fun to host with you. Yeah, but you didn't bring your jokes along. I didn't. No, I'll have to find some over the break. That's probably going to be what has to happen. Either that or we're going to have to freelance. We might as well warn our our listeners out there that (laughs) we are entirely unprepared today, so we're not exactly sure... Where this one's going to go. We're going to have a lot of fun today, Yeah, Jack. we are going to have Great some program. fun. Yes, but uh, I guess, uh, let's see. Well, the, the weather is looking good in Fargo. It might even get mm-hmm. above freezing so I can finish cleaning my driveway. There we go. Yes, this you know, is the season. I tell you, ever since I retired, I'm, I, I'm that guy. I'm the one who cleans his driveway down to the cement. You're the guy that like stares at your, dri- stares at your yard, stares at your driveway, yeah. and just says, hey, I need to make sure this is nice and clean. Uh, I used to think all I need to do is get in and out of the garage. I didn't care how much crust was on the driveway, but now it's like, you know, clean it off. But part of that is because I heat my, I got a heater in my driveway because I do some woodwork there in there, and so I don't want to be drink binging a bunch of junk mm-hmm. in there. So I, there's a certain kind of uh, justification to my Absolutely. compulsive imp- Compulsive behavior. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're if you're hosting a lot of people too, you want to make sure the driveway is safe. Well, so that's I, a big I do deal. that and too. And you got some people coming for Thanksgiving, by uh, the sounds of it. Well, I hosted a guy last night in my garage. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. We excellent solved the world's problems. We just hey. we just got to get the message out. <laughs> got to do it. Got to well, do it. Let's get down to business. Let's this do is, it. Yeah. They 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 don't pay us for the chit chat. That's they, right. You know, Why don't you lead us in prayer? We will lead us in prayer. And this one I took from morning prayer this morning, and I thought it was a good one. It's. Uh, It's from Psalm 34. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise always on my lips. In the Lord my soul shall make its boast, the humble shall hear and be glad. Glorify the Lord with me. Together let us praise his name. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. From all my terrors he set me free. The angel of the Lord is encamped around those who revere him to rescue them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is happy who seeks refuge in him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Okay, well, let's let's uh, not waste any more time. We'll get directly to our first guest, and we're happy to have with us Shane Kapler. Did I pronounce it right, Shane? Kapler, that's right. Kapler, okay. Yes, sir. And, uh... He, he's, he's speaking to us from St. Louis, and we're going to be talking about the biblical roots of Marian consecration. But before we even get to that, Sean, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us um, you know, a little about yourself personally and uh, the uh, capacity with uh, which you are addressing our audience today. Okay. 
Uh, well, Shane Kapler, as you said, from the Archdiocese of St. Louis, and I have been um, been a student of Scripture for uh, close to 40 years now. I've uh, been involved in retreat work in the Archdiocese, um, adult education, um, coordinating programs for RCIA and adult ed at the parish level, and also involved with a really dynamic uh, youth prayer group from the time that I was a teenager um, up in to my early 20s. Uh, that was very formative in my life. I am a speech-language pathologist by trade, also a father of two, and um, love theology. Uh, so I really enjoy writing about the biblical roots of our faith and written books on the Epistle to the Hebrews and the core beliefs of Catholics, as well as the Epistle of James. This book on the biblical roots of Marian consecration is my sixth book, actually, and um, it's been a long time coming. I've dreamed about writing it for eight years. The Lord finally opened that door with ten books and opened it in a big way, and so here we are talking. Okay, well, uh, what is the name of the book? Uh, it's The Biblical Roots of Marian Consecration, Just... and the subtitle is uh, Devotion to the Immaculate Heart in Light of Scripture. Oh, okay, I didn't know that was the title of a book. I thought that was just the topic, so I'm glad you were able to clarify for that for us. And uh, when we get later on, uh, before we sign off, uh, I want to give you an opportunity to let our listeners know where they can get that book if yes. they would like to get it. You mentioned TAN Publishers, but maybe you've got some more specific information about you know where they can get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what in, what sure, is... happy to. What inspired you to write this book, Shane? There, you know, it's been on your heart for a long time. Um, a lot of different ideas around this, but yeah, was there a specific moment or a specific inspiration that brought you to this? Well, in 2014, I wrote a book on the human prayer of the Lord Jesus and the way that Jesus's human prayer that we read of in the Gospels, as well as what we know about Jewish prayer in the first century, the way that that, as the Catechism says, Jesus praise in us, in our Catholic sacraments and devotions, these are the ways that Jesus brings about his prayer within our own souls and catches us up into his glorification of the Father, his self-offering to the Father. When I was writing that book, what stood out to me was how outside of the Mass and the Liturgy of the Hours, more elements of Jesus' human prayer is present in the Rosary than any other form of prayer. And it, it makes sense, because in the Rosary, we're seeking to enter into Mary's times of intimate prayer with Jesus, the, time, the times that as first-century Jews, they would have stopped to pray together at least three times a day, uniting themselves to what was going on in the temple at that time, to the offerings. So um, looking at that, at Mary's prayer and uh and entering into her times of of intimacy with Jesus, it's very natural from that to talk about what we Catholics call total consecration to Jesus in union with Mary. This idea that the Holy Spirit wants to knit our hearts together with Mary's and allow Jesus to work in us the way that he did within his mother. So that was the way that I, I ended that book on Jesus' prayer, that The Lord wants to give us this gift of His Mother to be our prayer partner in life, just as she was in His human life. Now, from that, um, I started thinking about, gosh, I mean, that's something that probably, probably a lot of Catholics, I know I did in my own life, and our Protestant brothers and sisters, 
that's a hard concept to, to think about. I mean, what do we mean by consecrating ourselves, quote-unquote, to Mary? And, um, and then what does that mean? I mean, what are we talking about supernaturally? And is it possible to see the roots of that practice in Scripture, in the life of the apostolic church, and foreshadowed in the Old Testament? And if so, we really need to take some time to unpack that, and for ourselves as Catholics, but also for our Protestant brothers and sisters, for whom such language might be a real stumbling block. Uh, John Paul II, a huge advocate of, of what we're talking about, Marian consecration, he was quite honest that early in life, when he was reading about this in St. Louis de Montfort's book, True Devotion, it troubled him, and it, he really had to spend some time allowing the Holy Spirit to clarify for him what exactly was being prescribed by St. Louis. And, and once he understood it, then he could embrace it, and we can see how that shaped his entire papacy. Um, John Paul is the saint that he is because of his union with the Blessed Mother. Now, I think it's timely that we're talking about this, because isn't this the time of the year when uh, people are kind of... Uh, uh, the time for doing the total consecration prayer? Because I know... It my, certainly can be. My, my wife and I are doing it now. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so I figured it's, it's, oh, got, wonderful. it's got to be that part of the time of the year. I think it's something you know, it is done it, any time, too, right? Go ahead, Shane. Oh, yeah, um, no, I was going to say, usually uh, people choose a Marian feast day as uh, a time to to enter into that uh, that act of consecration. And so for myself, um, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception on December 8th, and usually people take 33 days of preparation leading up to that. So I started mine on November 5th, and we'll complete it on December yeah. 8th. And I do that every year. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So the wonderful Shane. The question I have, I mean, there there might be some people in our listening audience who this is the first time they've ever heard of a Marian consecration, and so I, I think we kind of need mm -hmm. to define the terms before we dive in. It, can you describe to our audience what is a Marian consecration and like why it's important? And you talked a little bit about like uh, our Protestant brothers and sisters, and also Catholics who'd never heard of this before. Um, why, you know, are we praying to Mary when we do this? Or, like, what's the specific, uh, I, I know we're not, I just want to yeah. know, I just want to know, like, right. uh, if yeah. we can dive in a little bit deeper yeah. to that. And then also just the logistical part. You said 33 days. I, I want to know more about that, too. Okay. Um, all right. So what we mean by consecration, uh, consecration is taken from the Hebrew, uh, Hebrew word for making something holy, for setting it apart completely for God's use, taking it out of common usage and giving it to the Lord. Kaddish. Uh, Kaddish is the, the Hebrew word, and it comes from the word for holiness, or holy, kodesh. So God is the one who's completely holy, completely other. And when we consecrate something, in truth, we can only consecrate it to God, to hand something completely over to Him as a gift. When we talk about Marian consecration, we're talking about entrusting something to Mary. So it's consecration by way of analogy. Um, it's a shorthand spiritual terminology. What we mean is we want to renew our total and complete consecration to Jesus, which was initially made in baptism. So that's when we're set apart, when we're claimed by God, as completely is. But we know that we have to consecrate ourselves throughout our life to renew that consecration every day. St. Paul talks about, in Romans 12, 
making our lives a living sacrifice to the Lord, for that is our spiritual worship. And so it's that constant giving over. Well, with Marian consecration, we're saying, Lord, I want to enter into and make a gift of myself to you as completely as the Blessed Mother did. And so, Jesus, just as you entrusted St. John at the foot of the cross to her care, and he took her into his life, I want to do that. And I want to share my discipleship, my following of you with her, Lord, to share in all the graces that you're pouring out to her, and to take on her immaculate heart before you, that complete receptivity to your will and your power in my life. And Jesus, I need that help. So in a nutshell, that's what we mean by, quote-unquote, marrying consecration. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega of the devotion. He's the reason. Mary's always telling us, look to him, do what he tells you. Yeah. I, I think one of the uh, uh, misperceptions that a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters have with, you know, Marian devotion is that they think we are praying to Mary, yeah. as opposed to, you know, Mary's entire mission is to bring us closer to her son, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where, you know, the I think the connection comes in, and uh, it's not exactly, you know, she has not been deified. Right. Um yeah, it, it's that realization that as Catholics, for us, the highest form of worship is adoration of God. It's giving over to Him in sacrifice. Well, sadly, our Protestant brothers and sisters have lacked that idea of sacrifice as part of worship since the Reformation. So for them, that idea of just prayer, speaking to someone, becomes something we do, we do only to God. When in fact the word pray, it just means to speak to you know, we, we hear of it in Old English, pray you, uh, hear my petition, you know, a person speaking to a king, or we hear it in the works of Shakespeare. So when we Catholics say pray to Mary, we just mean talk to her, join ourselves to her as a prayer partner. Now, a prayer partner, that's something that any of our, our Protestant brothers and sisters can relate to, and that's what we're talking about with the intercession of the saints. <laughs> Beautiful. We're with Shane Kapler from St. Louis. He's writing a book about biblical roots of Marian consecration. Um, really excited to get this book. That's, this looks, sounds fantastic. Um, we're going to take a short break, Shane, and then on the other side of the break, I have questions about, first of all, how this is rooted in and foreshadowing the Old and New Testaments, and then also we'll dive into a little bit of logistical work. What is a Marian consecration? How does it work? So stay tuned to Real Presence Live. We'll be with Shane on the other side of the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. I grew up in a a very uh, faith-filled home. It wasn't Catholic, but very faith-filled. But when I got to college, I had a lot of questions, asked a lot of questions, didn't really get answers, and and would say I became more of an agnostic. Um, You know, as I then... Uh, moved out to Seattle. I was really, really searching, and um, but then you know, all through my life, everything was always compared to the Catholic Church. It was, it was everything and the Catholic Church, and and so I just really felt the need to um, to look into that. And I had a catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, 
So, I, you know, that was a great resource and, and spent a lot of time reading through that. So, yeah, I asked a lot of questions, um, had a lot of questions about the church as an authority, especially, and, and being able to rely on that. Um, truth, how can we know truth? Where is the truth? Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We're live in Fargo. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo alongside Jack Kennelly here in the Fargo studio. We're talking with our new best friend, Shane Kapler. He's uh, from St. Louis in the Archdiocese, and he wrote a book called Biblical Roots of Marian Consecration. And uh, uh, just as we were teasing this on the front end of the break, I'm, I'm curious uh, if you can answer the question, Shane, before, as we get started here. How is a Marian consecration rooted in and foreshadowing the Old and New Testaments? Okay, awesome question. Um, let me lay the foundation by saying that when we talk about entrusting our lives as disciples to Mary, to her intercession, to this motherly role that Jesus wants her to have in our life, well, I mean, I know that that will sound very strange to, to some Christians, entrust ourselves to Mary, but think of it like this. You can't entrust, you can't entrust yourself to Mary any more than God the Father did when he entrusted his son Jesus to the Blessed Mother to grow up in her home and be raised by him and loved and, and brought to adulthood. This is the woman who God willed to, to be in her home, to grow beneath her heart and be born into the world, and then to learn the words of human prayer as, as a young Jewish child from her lips, um, to be taken to the temple by her, to to receive that consecration of the firstborn through Mary and Joseph that we read of in Luke 2. So, so this, what we're seeing is we want to enter into Jesus' love of his mother and also Mary's love for him. We want to take on her heart. Now, we believe, amazingly, that there really is this communion of saints, that we are part of a mystical body of Christ, so that each of us, in being joined to Jesus, is supernaturally joined to one another. So St. Paul in Romans talks about how we are members of one another. And we know Paul in Colossians, he talks about how his sufferings, they are the sufferings of Jesus 
for the church and that, that Paul's sufferings are raised up by Christ and become a conduit of grace to other people in the body, people that Paul's never even met. And this is what God does in, in the body of Christ. So those are some, some biblical roots. But also, when we turn to the Old Testament, we see that this idea of a new Eve, of a virgin daughter Zion, the mother of the Messiah, this is prophesied from Genesis forward. We see it in the kingdom of Judah, the role that the queen mother played as the chief intercessor with the king. The prophet Jeremiah even refers to the king's mother as, as a shepherd. Just as the king is a shepherd to Israel, so the queen mother shares in that shepherding. Mary's the fulfillment of all these images in the Old Testament. She's the woman prophesied in Genesis 3 that would give birth to, um, to the seed, the one who is a complete enmity with the devil and vanquishes him. So Mary's this new Eve, and we see how the Lord shows this to us in the Gospel of John, in John's Revelation, chapter 12. He's tying all these images together. Now, also, the idea that, um, that we can be consecrated to Jesus in union with someone else, or, or through their work in our life, that's something that we read of right there in the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Paul has this wild passage where he says, if any woman has a husband who's an unbeliever, and he still consents to live with her, she shouldn't divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is consecrated through his wife, and the unbelieving wife is consecrated through her husband. Mm. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they're holy. So wife, how do you know whether you'll save your husband? And husband, how do you know whether you'll save your wife? Now, Paul's not a dummy, theologically. He knows that Jesus is the only one that saves. But what he's saying is that the Lord can use spouses as, as instruments in his hands, instrumental causes, to bring that other spouse to baptism, to the life of grace, quote-unquote, consecration, to being made holy and united with the Lord. Okay, now if that's true for unbelieving spouses, then we flip to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5, where he's talking to Christian husbands and wives, and he's saying that through their mutual submission to each other, they manifest Christ's love for the Church, and vice versa. We, we make present that mystery in our marriages. And so Christ's goal, Paul says, is that His Church be holy and without blemish. And that's the mission of Christian spouses. He joins us to Himself in loving our spouse to bring that person to the eternal glory of Heaven. We're, we're instruments of His love and of His grace. Okay. If that's true of Christian spouses, and we believe it is, the same thing can be true for our relationship with Mary as a mother in the body of Christ. And if we want to see, well, where is that in the apostolic faith of the Church, we can go to John chapter 19, at the foot of the cross, where Jesus looks down and he says to Mary, behold your son, and then to John the beloved disciple, behold your mother. And the Gospel says, from that moment on, John took her into his idia, is the Greek word. We translate it in our, in our English as into his home. But the Greek word 
just literally says he took her into his own. Meaning, yeah, his home, but also John's entire life, his interior life with the Lord. He brings Mary in, and so she's with him for the rest of her life, praying every day with John, three times a day, just like she did with Jesus. She's celebrating the Eucharist with him. She is meditating upon Jesus' life with John, talking, sharing stories. And we can see the fruits of this in John's life as an apostle. When we turn to his gospel and we see this deep, deep penetration into the mystery of Christ's divinity, we're entering into John's interior life with Mary, and we're reaping the fruits of that. So that's where where we see this in the apostolic church. And all of us have been enjoying the fruits of it in John's gospel. We just didn't explicitly say it like that. Uh, So all of these we can talk about as roots for for Marian consecration in Scripture. Well, this this is certainly a deep dive, at least yeah. it, it is for me. I'm glad that there are uh, people like you out there that are, uh, you know, uh, studying this thing so carefully because, you know, when I saw the Marian uh, roots of, I mean, the biblical roots of Marian consecration, I thought, well, that's going to be a short discussion. <laughs> no, this is, there's a lot to unpack. This a is, lot to unpack. Th- this is great, yeah. And, and, and I think it's a good explanation of, you know, how the Blessed Mother, you know, uh, our relationship with her, how you know, well, how uh, uh, deep that can be. Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh yeah, you know that that's the thing where Jesus talked about how the kingdom of God is like that mustard seed that is so small, but as it develops, it grows into this tree that all the birds of the air can make their nest. And so, throughout the life of the church, I mean, what Christ has given us is so massive that it takes centuries for everything to unfold. I mean, it took the first five, six hundred years, the Church is just meditating and unfolding everything that Christ has said. How does this show us that God is a trinity of persons, that Jesus is God and man fully? Um, you know, if it takes us that long to unpack Christ and the mystery of the Trinity in the Church's understanding, we can see why it takes so long then to come to a more explicit statement of what we believe about our relationship with Mary in the body of Christ. I think that this is su- like this is such an important conversation to have, Shane. I'm so glad that uh, that you wrote this book. Uh, this is Shane Kapler, uh, and he wrote a book called Biblical Roots of Marian Consecration that uh, he's going to tell us in a little bit how we can get. Um, one final question uh, for you, Shane, uh, is you know, now you were speaking earlier about how uh, a lot of times we start a consecration on the way to a Marian feast day. Um, why is mm-hmm. now such an important time to consecrate ourselves to Mary? Well, okay, the Lord seems to be drawing our eyes to this repeatedly. I mean, Fatima. Fatima is a huge place where Mary says that to save souls from hell, the Lord wishes to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. And she says, the Lord wants to see nations such as Russia, and and along with that individuals consecrated through her Immaculate Heart to him. What we're talking about is we want to take on Mary's relationship with Jesus, that surrender to him. And when we do that, that's the life that saves souls from hell, to be totally focused upon Jesus, let him live in us and be born into the world. Now, Pope Francis 
he's just drawn our eyes again with what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. Last year, he again consecrated the world specifically, I'm sorry, he consecrated Russia specifically to Mary's Immaculate Heart and Ukraine, entrusting them to her prayerful intercession. And as we look at the world, we can see we need this. We need Jesus. And the simplest way that we can open ourselves to the Lord as, as his mother did, be it done unto me according to thy word, and, and surrender to him. So that's, that's why I think right now we, we need to do this. Are there uh, any specific um, you know, resources or uh, you know, places that we can find uh, information about Marian consecrations? I, I know I want everyone and their mom to get your book because this sounds like a really important conversation to have. Um, where can oh, we find kind of you. Where, where can we find this information and like how can we, how can we learn more about Marian consecrations? If you, um, my own website is called explainingchristianity.com, and people can find the book there and links to order it. But also, if you click on the articles tab, uh, you'll see a couple of articles I've just released on this topic through Catholic Exchange and Tan Direction, like how the Brown scapular relates to this and its scriptural roots. Mm. Um, and also, if you look back in older articles, you'll see uh, the rosary and how this opens our lives to Jesus and Mary's common prayer together. So that, that's one place folks can go. And also totalconsecration.com uh, is Greg and Jennifer Willett's website for Total Consecration. That's really good. Okay, and where can they get their book? Uh, I imagine on your website, but is there another, like, Tan Publishing? Sure. Uh, yes, Tan Books. Um, also, Amazon. I, I see it's for sale on Walmart and Target and all those mm. websites, too, if folks want to check it out for okay. when they're doing their Black Friday shopping. Okay, great. Well, thanks a lot for being with us today, Shane. This has been a fun conversation, and maybe we can have you on again some other time. But we all... I would love it. Okay, for your listeners, you're listening to Real Presence Live uh, and uh, with uh, Jack Canelli and Ryan Sapo as your hosts. And stay tuned. Next, we'll be after the break, we'll be looking at how celebrating mealtimes as a family is a sacred act, so stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 